Let me try to ask you, like, I know you know you want to talk about trophies, you know, but you can't buy trophies, you can't buy food in the supermarket, you know? Why go for my man, bro? You're taking a piss. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the B2B pod. I'm your host for today, Karis, and I'm joined as usual by my co-hosts, Denzel and Kevin. So, yeah, today we have a lot to talk about, and it's going to be a very, very good episode. As you guys can hear, the smile on my face is so, so pronounced as an Arsenal fan. As you know, we smashed Man United, did the job as we were expected to, title race still in sync. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about with Arsenal United, a bit to talk about with Chelsea and their boring draw against Liverpool. Everton, who, as you guys have all heard, they're in turmoil in so many ways and much more. So let's get the ball rolling. So Kevin. After all this chat you were giving me about United are coming, we're back, you know, we're back. We can do something. We can do something. Come on, talk to me. You struggled against a Casemiro-less United. They didn't struggle. Yes, I said struggle. Say- Have shame. They did not struggle, bro. Did, did you watch the match? Bro, they had like 25 shots. If we had Casemiro in that um, midfield, we would have been a lot more solid than we were. If my aunt had bull, she'd be my uncle. McTominay, McTominay needs to stay far away from that team, to be very honest, because it was so easy to outrun him in that midfield. I firmly believe that this is probably one of the first games where I can agree that Ten Hag probably made some tactical mistakes. I feel like Garnacho should have been introduced to the game a lot more sooner. I also do believe that Tarama Lashia could have probably done a good job against, well, maybe a slightly better job against Saka. Luke Shaw was just backing off of him like he was afraid of him. So, but at the end of the day, I, I'll be lying if I said I left that game upset. I'm not upset. We're not in the same situation. You man can say five ballon doors for all you want. People will sense that 30-year-old Varane, 30-something-year-old Casemiro is not the future. That's not smart business. We overpaid for a lot of players. So that's fine. We're in two different positions in our rebuild. But I'm happy with where we are. That's all I'm going to say. Denzel, what are you saying? Because you've seen all the gas on Twitter that United fans have given in the past week. Remember all the combined 11s that had more United players than Arsenal players and all that oh, nonsense? No, that's another thing. That's another thing. I keep holding smoke for other deluded United fans. I do not agree with them. <laughs> I don't agree with them. We weren't in a title race. We were never in a title race. We have veg course, for God's sake. Joint enterprise, isn't it? We move. Um, I think they've been humbled, isn't it? I think a lot of them got carried away with the whole, like, you know, they've had a good couple of run of games here and there. And things are looking good. And all of a sudden, they had this idea, yeah, United's back, United's back. And I think they need to remind that you're not back. You're still rebuilding. And you've still got a long way to go. Um, I think what really impressed me with that display was, that is that is a title-winning game, essentially. A match like that will tell you, if Arsenal had lost, then you could be like, yeah, they probably don't have the mental willpower to win the league. But in a game like that, where you have to keep going, clawing back against such a big team, even though they're in disarray, that is what defines your season, essentially, especially in the second half push. You know, they've played roughly 20 games now. They're at 50 points. Like, this is the business end of the season. So for them to win the game the way they did, that tells me, like, yeah, they can go on to win the league. Especially... You know that... Go on. Do you know what this made me think of? Do you remember that um, time last season where... Um, my guys, we played um, we played City and Rodri got, we played well, but then Rodri got that last minute winner yeah. that ruined everything. Yeah. 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 This game kind of reminded me of that. 
in the sense of that, you know, City in that game had a bit of sustained pressure. And in this game, Arsenal, we had sustained pressure. And then we were like piling it on and piling it on in the last minute and catch your scores. And I think it just shows you where we are mentality-wise now that we just, we never give up whoever we play against. And right now, if I was an Arsenal, as, a, as an Arsenal fan, if I was other Arsenal fans, I wouldn't be scared of any team in the world right now, to be honest with you. I really wouldn't. Like, the way we've been playing, we've been playing statistically, we've had one of the best Premier League starts in history. Mm-hmm. And like the way we're projected is to get at least over 90 points if we keep continuing as we are. And the thing is that I keep seeing in the media people talking, like, oh, you know, Arsenal eventually they'll fall off, this, that, uh, you know, they'll slowly drop a few points here and there. People have been saying that for time. We're now in January. So this fall off, I don't see where it's supposed to come from. I think that whole talk about a fall off, if it was going to happen, it would have happened straight after the World Cup and it hasn't happened. Yeah. So the fact that it hasn't happened is kind of like, this is indicative of the way the rest of your season is going to go, to be honest. Like, no doubt we're getting Champions League football, as everybody knows, is whatever we're, you know, going to beat City to a title. And I feel like City, as good as they are, and they can easily, like, build a run now and then. Um, they have a few, like, shock losses in them sometimes, where if Haaland is not staffed, he turns into red horse, basically. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I think as well. Um... Just a quick curveball, yeah. If Arteta continues the way he is, yeah, and he builds a legacy for for Arsenal, technically, wouldn't he have made more from less than Guardiola did? Oh, yeah, obviously. On Arteta like that. And to be honest, he's done a lot in for Arsenal in less time than Guardiola did. So does that mean that Arteta's looking like he could be something special for the future? Give it 10 years, we'll see. Your guardian has gone madness. He's going Barca, by the way. He's going Barca, right? We have to dampen my spirit somehow. Like you can't, you can't even be surprised, isn't it? Like these are all Pep sons, bro. Him, Xavi, um, company, all these men, like they're all Pep sons, isn't it? So you can't even like yesterday's students become tomorrow's teachers type of thing. Even Ten Hag is Pep son as well, you know, <laughs> from um, Bayern Munich. Yeah, man, like, I'm I'm not surprised at them. So, I think in the beginning, obviously, it when they finished eighth twice and then fifth, it looked shaky. And a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, Arteta should leave. Like, he's not good enough for the club. We were even, you know, doing comparisons between Arteta, OGS and Lampard, which in retrospect sounds crazy. <laughs> crazy. Like, it sounds... It sounds fight for my life, <laughs> Like, Mikkel, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> You laugh. Please apologize to me because I'm evil, especially Kevin. You make me cry. Never, you know? I never, when did I compare Oli to Arteta? <laughs> you're smiling as you're doing this. Kevin's <laughs> <laughs> not lying, man. <laughs> no lie, bro. Of course I did. Of course I did. I'm the guy who compared Rashford to Mbappe. Of course I did. <laughs> but yeah, and so speaking of Rashford, though, sorry, to interrupt. Speaking of Rashford, though, his goal is amazing still. Mm. But Saka shows like, yeah, it was like he skinned Partey and then lashed up from distance. It was crazy. I can't lie. Even that whole thing of that, oh, Saka doing his celebration and then in Kansas doing his celebration, that oh, that was too funny, man. That was that gas me. The, the way I was going <laughs> up in the chat. No, do you know what? You know what they did it? It's because of Rashford when he scored, he celebrated in the Arsenal corner. So Saka scored and did it in, in retaliation, basically. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. 
But I think besides Saka, obviously being like the man of the match and the standout player, just a star player, we'll talk about him more. But I think that Arsenal's low-key best signing of this window is Inchenko. Yeah. I think it would be a very, very different game if Kieran Tierney had been playing. Aye! He just hoofed the ball. <laughs> he brings he brings a very special energy to the team when you watch him play. Like besides his technical acumen, he is like he doesn't need the captain's armband, but you can tell like he's kind of like a vice captain type figure on the pitch. Like he's just a natural leader of men, and he's so vocal. Like even after like Enketia's um last minute goal went in, that picture where he was shouting like he's just he has so much passion for the game as well. And I think it rubs mm-hmm. off on his team and it rubs off on the fans and that pushes them forward. It's like that jeers on the Arsenal fans to make them, you know, shout louder and sing louder and give the team that extra boost. And he's just, yeah, he's just really good on the ball as well. That whole inverted left-back role he's playing where it lets you guys play that weird three, two, five shape in attack. It's worked so well, whereas to the point where I think it's like what everyone wants to emulate now on the ball, that whole three, two, five thing, your left-back pushing into midfield or whatever. But um, he's the uh, he's the big reason that United lost, to be honest, because of United could not pick up Sinchenko wherever he went. Whether he went into midfield to drop in there and you know spray passes to Erdegaard or spray them anywhere else, whether he decides to overlap, he basically played like, played like a centre mid and a left back at the same time, which is amazing for us. Yeah, he's just technically sound. And I think how much did you guys pay for him again? Is that thirty mil or something? Like thirty mil or something like that, yeah. It's like, honestly, I think another very underrated aspect of this whole thing Arsenal's done is that your signings have been very prudent. So, very. but Saka and Nketiah, who came from your academy, Martinelli was, I think, like what six mil something. Yeah, like. six mil. Um, Erdegaard was like thirty yeah, mil. Erdegaard was thirty mil after loan anyway, which everyone was saying that oh yeah, like he wasn't gonna do well, whatever. Your most expensive signing, which has turned out to be a great signing anyway, was I think Ben White. Was that 50 mil? Yeah, Ben White's 50 mil, yeah. yeah. Which in the beginning, everyone was like, oh yeah, you got fleeced by Brighton. Like you've massively overpaid. Like what's he proven to be worth 50 mil? I'm pretty sure his value has at least gone up by like 75% now. If you want to sell him, he'd be at least like 80 mil. Mm. So like in the end, every signing has made sense, which is great business. I was going to go back to tactics as well. Um, maybe Kevin can say what he thinks on this. I think where Ten Hag went wrong was that, um, at least from what I've seen, usually I'm not good at tactics, so don't quote me on this anyway. But from what I saw, it felt like Ten Hag was trying to get Rashford and Anthony to press our centre-backs. And by doing that, it left like the wingers with so much space. Like The amount of time that I saw Saka 1v1, wanting Luke Shaw, um, the amount of times I saw Martinelli basically going for Wampsaka on his own. Like, the wingers had too much freedom to, like, go at um, your fullbacks, basically. And then another thing was, like, Luke Shaw, again, was not really... He was decent in some parts of the game, but there's a lot of parts in the game where he wasn't really engaging Saka enough. And if you give Saka even just a little bit of space, he'll punish you. He'll punish any fullback in the world. You saw in the World Cup the way he was punishing Fio Hernandez, who some say he's the best left-back in the world. So, even with the double team as well, like, Ericsson too, I think he was one of United's more poorer players as well. Like, the amount of times he was showing Saka onto his left foot, I was like, we know what's going to happen next. Fatigue fatigue is something that's very much hitting the, the United team because we are 
the what the last two games show me is that we lose ourselves in the second half. So, for instance, in the second half, we like with the first half we won. We were, the, we were the second. We were the second best team anyway. But in the second half, you could feel we were the second best team. Yeah, but first you're competing, but second half was just yeah. We were nowhere to be found. We were like we're championship second half. But I think to answer the question as to why the wingers were pressing, I think I don't know if you guys noticed, but with Berghurst at strike, he can't link up play. Like there was he tries to, but he can't move. To be very honest, I've always hated target men. I'm gonna be very honest <laughs> with you. I've always hated target men. Like I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna mention FIFA in this, but the lack of mobility is, is very, it's very telling with Veghurst. So yeah. for him to press, unless we press as a team, which United don't really do well anyway, this is the kind of first season where we're really trying to integrate pressing into our routine. If Veghurst goes into press, by the time he's running back. Already, already been countered. So the only people who can put in that press is Anthony and uh, Rashford, to which you correct said, will literally just get overrun on those sides because they're literally just, there's no one there's no one there to cover their runners. However, I think the main problem that, in my opinion, from what I saw was that anchor in that midfield, Casemiro missing, means that McTominay is taking up the defensive opportunities, but he's not able to correctly link the defence to the attack. When you then couple that with how poor Anthony was, with how poor our striking options are, I don't really know how Ten Hag really could have really played his ball. Because the way Ten Hag wants to play ball, you can't play it with the players we have currently. If Martial... He's trying to be too, too aggressive. That's the issue. Too aggressive. Yeah, he's trying to be too aggressive with players who can't really play that, that way. If Martial was playing, we definitely still would have lost. But I still kind of feel like... The amount of shots you had would have come to us instead. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you might have like 22 shots, if I'm not mistaken, 25 shots. Right, 25 yeah. shots. Yeah, I think United would have had a bit more because the mobility of Martial and also the creativity of Martial would mean that more United players would get in, get in on the game. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Fernandez even got involved that much. Do you know what I think part of the reason was of the, the wingers pressing more was I think he wanted to pin Arsenal's fullbacks down mm-hmm. because he knows McTominay isn't that great in midfield. So I think yeah. his reason might have been that if he pins um, Zinchenko down, he yeah. can't move into that inverted role and they overpower him in the midfield. Yeah. But obviously, it didn't work out in the end because just Rashford and Anthony aren't that great. Like They beat the press very easily in the end. And Odegaard will also drop in to like have that outboard just to, you know, get us out of yeah. pressure as well. So there's always an option. But I think... Missing, sorry, um, before we go into any other parts of this segment, Kevin, you're missing another big issue in United's um, United team. If you mentioned the hair, I'm walking out. There yeah. we go. The hair. I refuse. I refuse. I, the reason why I refuse this the hair thing is because I understand, but there's the more whole modern game thing, modern game thing, where every position is to do everything. Your left, your centre back, you don't have to take free kicks and everything. But at the end of the day, <laughs> when when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it. Of all, if you go down the long list of United problems, the hay is not top four on that list. No, he's like the top problem, I would say. Right, he's not, top, he's not top four, he's number one. You saw that midfield and the way it played, and you're telling me the hay is a problem. When the hair stops shots, yes. that shouldn't even be stopping. Bro, he's punching the ball out when he can catch it. Okay, so at the end of the day, the best team don't even need to rely on the, the keeper. The keeper's bored. Those are the best the teams. The best teams do, though. Like the Edison, ball, okay. The best team. Edison might not be the best, but yeah. The best teams, obviously, your keeper, when it comes, you know you can rely on him. The best team, look at Arsenal. 
how much do Ramsdale do? If you if you look if you did a highlight reel of Ramsdale's game against United, you won't see much because you see a lot of passes, bro. That's the thing. Yeah, he was. He was, but at the end of the day, how many problems did he have to fix before that point? Do you get what I'm saying? Like your attack is in unison, your midfield is in unison, your defense is in unison, and then you have Ramsdale that puts it all together. You're telling me my problem is the issue in that team. No, I feel like the way you see it is that you're you're saying that the problem starts from the attackers, midfielders, defenders, then goalkeepers. What myself and Denzel are saying is that the problems start from the goalkeeper upwards. That sets the tone. Okay, cool. Back, so let, okay, let's back let's, when we had, no, no, bro. Back when we had Emery, yeah, um, our goalkeeper was Petr Cech. First day of the season, we played in Man City. Petr the Cech way was Cech was passing old. it out, I was going to cry. Petr Cech was, was 50 years old and his No, but he can't pass. That's the issue. I understand that, right? But at the end of the day, when you look at De Gea's passing, yes, he has that error, yeah? But the problem is, a lot of the time, when he passes it short to, like, Varane or he passes it short to whoever the centre-backs are, where the problem starts, as a United fan, you're watching all the game, where the problem starts is when he goes into midfield. So now, now Varane's passed it to, first of all, if it's McTominay, he's not passing it because McTominay hides behind the man. He doesn't show for any man. But when Casemiro's there, the problem's not as obvious. Don't get me wrong. De Gea will be fixed. But the Hayer's job is to stop shots. That's my that's my concern for the Hayer. Well, not even stopping shots. Yet. I can question him on that too. Stopping shots, you're questioning the Hayer. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yes, he's well, been poor. I know I'm not hearing Denzel talk right now, especially with his goalkeeper. The Hayer's not even top. The Hayer's not even top five goalkeepers this season. If, the, if, if you have that chest for the Hayer, then Kepa shouldn't even be in the league. I know I have my keeper shit. <laughs> I know my keeper is shit. You're still trying to defend the hair. I know. I'm not. The, I'm not. I'm not defending the hair. But what I'm saying is the hair is a problem that has to be fixed, right? But the, we didn't lose that game because of the hair. We lost the midfield battle and our tackle. Have you seen? Have you seen that tweet that was like, "Thanks Pfizer," and is the hair passing it out to? The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say the maddest thing ever. Yeah, I'm gonna say the maddest thing ever because it's really early, right? In the amount of time the hair has been at the club, I am more worried about Anthony than I'm worried about the hair. That's how far I'll go. Okay, argue, I understand a bit. Argue with me there. Argue with me there. No, Anthony, what's funny is that as well, you were hyping Anthony before he came because of the bull run. I have, I have so I have to be happy when I can. But Anthony, <laughs> what did Anthony do in that game? His dribbling was bookie. His attacking output was bookie. His passing was bookie. He didn't do nothing creative at all in that attacking output. Then when you now come to the midfield, Ericsson, Ericsson is a player you add to an attacking team. We're, a def- we're not an attacking team. We we occasionally have more possession. So what are we meant to do with that? Like, there's too many things to list before we even talk about De Gea. Veghurst is a problem to talk about. <laughs> so how are we talking about De Gea? De Gea like, even if you, if you call a spade a spade, that shot from Nketiah, um, which he saved, should have gone in. If we lost 4-2, I wouldn't bat an eye. No, I'm going to say... The shot from Saka, as much as it was a good shot, I saw some people tweeting and arguing that his dive, even Gary Neville was saying that his dive was almost like sort of delayed. You know how much power he put into that? No, it was a it was a great shot, but I'm saying that his dive was slightly delayed even. I'll oh, even uh, let me tell you I something. I can kind of see it. David De Gea needs to be playing for somewhere like Real Betis or Valladolid. Okay? Prem is done. This is mad to me. He's for Ibiza. It was he's a relic, bro. He's a relic of a bygone era. You need to move on. Go get Nick Pope. He'll do better. Denzel, for you. Denzel, that shot was 
bottom left corner, bro. You can't, you can't strike, you can't hair. strike him more beautifully than that, bro. I'm not talking about the shot. I'm talking about the hair in general. He's a relic of he a just For the last few years, yeah. You need to move on, bro. I get it. He's been at the club for 10 years or whatever. We're making the same mistake we made with Aspel Equator, okay? We've kept him for too long. <laughs> Time to move him on. We get it. You're a club legend. You're going to get your flowers when you retire. <laughs> now, you need to piss off, bro. That's what it is. Get Diego Costa, man. Just move on. That shot you saved in the Palace game before the Arsenal game and the shot you saved for Ketia, there's a baller in there, bro. I don't need my keeper to be Iniesta, bro. Just stop the ball. I need the rest of the team to play like Iniesta. I don't know what this... I think, I think Ten Hag would want him to be Iniesta. I'm not even joking. I think Ten Hag no, would. No, if Ten Hag wants to change him, by all means, look, I'm not... If the hair He will. If the, if the hair leaves tomorrow, I'm not crying. I'm not batting an eye. But I'm just saying to you, if the opportunity comes and Glazers say, look, bro, you're getting... Money for a midfielder or money for a keeper. I'll become Ten Hag out if you prioritise getting a keeper over midfielder. Simple. You'll get both. There'll be no chance of prioritising anything. But get both. I'm going to say, before we move up in this segment, one last thing I want to talk about is Nketiah and his form recently. Now you, man, when you all heard that Jesus was injured on the WhatsApp chat, you're all tagging me saying the season is over for you, man. That's it. It's all done. You're allowed in Ketia. <laughs> look, at, look at the way he's been banging goals. Did I not say it would happen? Uh, Brother, the, I, the new Ian Wright. I don't know what happened to Inketia, to be honest, because I don't know why he's playing well now. But what, what, I, what I'm going to say here is what happens when Jesus comes back now? I can't lie, yeah. The, the way it's going, you might have to hold bench for a little bit. <laughs> 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 Looking long. Even I'm so he's got the whole bench for somebody. Bench Zeus, we move. He's playing well because it's it's that Cobham in him, bro. You know what I'm saying? Must take Cobham. Don't take credit for that. (laughs) You might produce Mason Mount. Don't talk to me about Cobham. Mason Mount is meaty, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I can't lie. I'm impressed with Inkatia because um, like he kept saying like he just needs the chance. He just needs the chance, and like he'll he'll shine in it. At one point, he was going to leave Arsenal. Because he just wasn't playing enough and he was getting disgruntled. Yeah. They gave him the number 14. Now he's doing his thing. I can't lie. Like, he looks to be a completely different player. Like, he's enjoying his football. The pressure hasn't gotten to him of that whole, like, oh, like, you're the main striker in the team that's chasing the title. Like, he's just doing his thing. It's impressive to see. I think you guys made the right decision in keeping him because it would have been funny if we sold him to like a Newcastle and he started banging over there. And you're thinking, oh, he would bang there. That would be scary. Yeah. You would have thought, ah, oh, we shouldn't have sold him. Like now we've gone and bought a backup, but he's not even half as good as him. But yeah, he every, it was everyone's happy. It was the right move for his career, the right move for Arsenal, to the point where now, like, like you said, if Jesus comes back, he, he might have to ride bench because he might just mess up the flow of the team. Like everything's gelling right now. Everyone's like used to how they play and whatever. It might be a thing where you have to just like save Jesus for like Europa League games, you know. No, being serious, yeah, he'll probably like get some games in the left wing or obviously you know there's loads of games to come so rotation in it but the good thing is that we've got we've got so many options that we've got Jesus we've got um, Nketiah Trossard as well Trossard, Trossard played well when he came on as well oh, so. he had an amazing cameo yeah, yeah you see the little twinkle his cameo wasn't better than Mudrick's though <laughs> look at this guy that one on. dead dribble <laughs> got like this that one dead dribble got you gas like this He's kind of <laughs> better than Mudrick's, but then. Nah, man. But, but I think the, the best question I can use to, to round off the Arsenal segment is, you still haven't played, uh, you haven't addressed the elephant in the room yet. Obviously, your favourites to win the league, to be honest, if I could pick a team to win the league that isn't United, I'd pick Arsenal. However, you've not played your biggest rival twice. 
So it's almost like you're claiming to be the heavyweight champion without actually fighting the heavyweight at least once. So you guys need to play City. Even though I, even though I got my money on you, man, you need to play City twice. So my question to you, man, is how many points will Arsenal get from City? Four. I'd say at least four. I can see them winning at least one of them and drawing one. I'd say they can win. They can definitely win at home. And away. We're winning at the Emirates, 100%. Draw the Etihad. Yeah. I'll be political and say three. I think, I think, you'll, I think you'll share the spoils. That's fair, yeah. That's yeah. not even because, shout either, to be honest. Because I think I think City will City will have City has to read the room, and I think mark my words as well. Prediction, yeah. I think City will make a transfer, a big transfer before the end of the season, before the end of the transfer. In where? I like, have no idea. But Pep, I always, always, Pep <laughs> always just gives them gems of wisdom. <laughs> Pep always gets his way, bro, and Pep's not gonna take this like lying down because he he extended his contract um over, during the World Cup, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's not yeah, feminine. Yeah. He's not feminine like that. He ain't going out like that. So he's gonna get a, a player before the end of the transfer window, I think. I'm hearing City's interested in Enzo Fernandez. You see what I mean? And he gets everything he wants. That's why I hate this guy's legacy. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on then. Um, let's talk about Chelsea. Obviously, they played Liverpool. I'm gonna be totally honest here, Denzel. You take the lead because that game was so boring. There was points where I just went to do the ironing, make a hot chocolate, do other things because that game was so boring, man. I'm so sorry. It was a boring game, but it was a good result for us anyway because I thought we were going to lose it, to be honest. But um, yeah, I guess it was what it was, to be honest. I just watched it. I had it on in the background. I wasn't really watching it that much. Like, You're the resident Chelsea fan. You can't say anything about the game. I can. What I will tell you is I'm really impressed with Benoit Badiashile. I think he's been an amazing signing. I think it was great that we got him in. Um, obviously, I spoke earlier about the Modric cameo, but even though he only came on for like a short amount of time, you can just see that when he starts playing regularly, like he's going to change our team, bro. He's so dynamic. Like he he's had, got pace. Bro, he's Seriously. ridiculous. And he actually plays football. He played a one-two Chukwemeka and he didn't know how to respond. <laughs> Chukwemeka <laughs> fell over, bro. <laughs> so someone gave the ball back. What the fuck? He fell over. You thinking that's the first person on the team to play a one-two? Like this has never happened in Chelsea before. What's going on? Like honestly, Mudrick is going to be a game changer. It feels like I don't want to put him too high on a pedestal, but it feels like when we signed Hazard again, like you can just tell you can just tell we've brought someone special in, and it's amazing to have that feeling again. Um, Even the dribbling was like Hazard, but without the bunda in it. Yeah, <laughs> I just completely—I don't even care how much we paid for him. Like just watching him play is like he's that guy. You could tell he eats good rice and kale, not bunda building food. Yeah, man, he, he's not in product though. Not in product. I can tell much again. Not in product though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, even if he doesn't have any end products, like that Ukrainian lead tank, bro. He's only like what 20, 21? That's something you can easily train into him anyway. So I'm not even worried about that because at the moment... You know what I'm going to say, Denzel, by the way? What? Trossard has a, has a hat-trick at Anfield this season. That's great. I just, I just wanted to know that. <laughs> That's great, bro. But Mudrik was, was your number one target and you had to settle for Trossard. It's cool. I get it. You want <laughs> but to I said settle, you know. Hat-trick at Anfield. Will I Mudrik ever do that in his career? He wasn't your main target. Up. Just be real. He wasn't your main target. Mudrik was. And now you've got Trossard, you have to make yourself feel better. It's okay, bro. He's still a good player. 100 million euros, you know. We move. You you wanted to pay the same. We just gave a better offer. It's, it is what it is. It's okay, man. I hope so you're not I'm, calm. I'm, you're I'm, 10. 
Huh? Paul will get sacked, by the way. I think what will happen, he won't get sacked in, like, in the next two seasons, no. What they're going to do, I think, is they'll let him build a team, get everything sticking, and then kick him out for a manager to take over the super team. You're going to do the, the trust the process thing. We'll yeah, see. Trust process, yeah, we'll, we'll trust the process. And then when we've got the right players in, we'll stab them in the back and then get someone better in. That's what we'll do. <laughs> and you wonder why we'll, bad we'll, let build, we'll let him build it up to the yeah. point where it's like, yeah, it's ready. It's like, you know the ones where you've got a, t- you've got a, a group project and yeah. you've got like, one guy doing all the work? <laughs> And then when it comes to presenting it now, you don't let him speak. You do all the speaking. He's like, yeah, he didn't participate still. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's not like The Apprentice. <laughs> That's what we're going to do, Potter. He's going to build a team. You know, he'll probably use it for like one season and then we'll, we'll tell him to play so. So basically, your manager's a sporting director. Yeah, bro. But yeah, um, what else is there to talk about the Chelsea game? I think, do you know what it is? Even when you watch the game, there's, there's like... There's little moments where you can tell, okay, if Potter has the right players and players that want to play for us that are fit, he's going to do amazing things at the club. Like, you can see it. The only problem is, at the moment, like, I think he's just so unlucky the time he came in. I think even if we had, like, prime Conte or prime Mourinho or whatever, they'd struggle They will state Chelsea's in. We've got seven first-team players injured. You know, our main right-back's injured. Our main left-back is injured. Um... All our first team wingers are injured. Our yeah. only good striker is injured. Kante is injured. I don't know what game you are playing, bro. It's like it's football. It's not UFC, bro. I don't know what these men are doing. Oh, we don't have a medical team. Your medical team's dead, bro. It's worse than United. No, our medical team's it's actually so gone. Bad. Our medical team's gone, bro. Oh, they're gone. Yeah, some so some of them left, and some of them, the rest of them got sacked. And you decide not to hire nobody. So what happened is um, the ones that were sacked and left, they were replaced by an intermediary Hollywood team that works with like, actors. No, they were replaced by medical students. <laughs> basically, yeah. Foundation year students, bro. That's, that's yeah. a UCL, UCL Keith College student. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they got replaced by this like a medical agency that works with like actors in Hollywood and drummers and stuff, which is weird to me but apparently they have the, the UCAS truck is still loading that's mad <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's poor that's poor oh my goodness but yeah they need to sort that out immediately but um, the funny thing that I want to talk about is what I love is the amount of rival fans crying about our deals and our signings and everyone's like FFP FFP you're ruining football again FFP and the whole thing of having to prompt UEFA into introducing a five-year limit for amortizations and contracts. <laughs> so this is hilarious because what is it? Todd Bowley found a loophole essentially that the FAP thing basically doesn't matter if you spread it out over a long period of time. So let's say you've bought a player for 100 million euros, mm. but you're paying him, like you're spreading it out over seven years and in installments or whatever. It's not going to show up on the books as like a 100 million lump sum. And it will only show up for whichever season you've paid that for. So let's say, like, I've so say with Mudrick, it's like 100 divided by, was it like eight seasons? That's yeah, like, that's what it'll show up Almost for. like 12 and a bit million a season, which is just. Yeah. And that 12 and a bit million will only account count for each season that is paid. It's not going to count 100 million for this season. So obviously, people are crying saying, oh, it's not fair. Like, we're just throwing money at me how and like fucking mm. up the market. And I don't care. I love it. I love it. No, good on you, Wafer, man. Respect you, Wafer, for that. They, do you know what it is? They've done us a favour. I'm not upset. They've done us a favour because from summer this year, the rule will change in summer 2023, which is this year. 
No one can do what we've done. But by then, we've we've already done our business. We've already got the players we want under death row contracts. So it's cool. Nobody else can do that now. <laughs> so you wait. Thank you very much. They've patched a glitch in the game whilst we've been exploiting it. So amazing. Um, <clears throat> I think we've also been linked to Malo Gusto as well recently, who is like from Leon. Yeah. yeah, he's meant to be like the next best right back since Reese James, basically. Which would be mad if we could have him both, but um. We've agreed personal terms. Leon rejected the first bid. So I think the next step is for Burley to basically buy Leon and then just move Gusto over. I'm not going to lie to you. You can mention all the players you want, but Graham Potter attached to the Chelsea name. I actually don't think Chelsea. (laughs) I have no fear for Chelsea. I don't know what it is, yeah. I feel like Potter just got lucky at Brighton still. Do you know what it is? I don't think it was a bad move in the end. I think because our project is so focused on... Um, so basically, Chelsea has like a 10-year plan, mm. both for the investors and the club. And what it is, is first, one of the things that we want is to focus on the academy more. Another thing is to have um, a multi-club model. So we're looking at either buying a club in France or South America <laughs> to move players from those te- that team into Chelsea. This same, is the test part same- two. Same way Leipzig has um, Salzburg and um, Leipzig, Red Bull. So Salzburg is kind of like the B team. And when a player does well from there, they move to Leipzig. Mm. That's kind of what Chelsea wants to have going on. But another thing is that they want to have a fresh like supply of young players. So I think if you want any manager who's good with young players, Potter makes sense. No, so, hear it. Developing players yeah, is very good at yeah. that. Yeah, I think the main reason behind getting him was that we kind of need that look. We're probably not going to get top four this season, but at least get a manager in who can, you know, get the best football out of these young players, create an identity and a clear style of play. Once that's meshed and it's gelled, we can, you know, fire him and get in a new manager that can take over from there. Maybe, who knows, like he might do better than they've asked for and decide to keep him and let him stay on. But at this point, I'm interested to see what happens. Personally, I don't want him sacked because we'll end up staying in that cycle of fire and hire. I don't want that anymore, like. It worked in the past, but it made the same mess that we're in. So if we fire him now, whilst he's already had 400 mil to spend on whatever players, it's just going to create the same problem. So I'd rather just stick it out and accept the fact that, look, top four is gone at this point, you know. 18 games left. <laughs> For us to get top four, we have to win 15. Hi, Kevin, Kevin, imagine next season, yeah? Me and you will be hearing the Champions League music and that. And then we'll just be watching UEFA Conference League. I want to. I want to. Bro, we're not even in conference. We're tenth. Yeah, tenth. I'm not gonna lie. I want to. I want to join you with that banter. Yeah, but I don't have faith in my team still. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't join you fully because I feel like we're one injury away from collapse, bro. Like, if Casemiro said, eh, "My leg, we're done." <laughs> done. <laughs> Absolutely finished. If Casemiro says his leg is done. No, but that that's that's like you saying that you have faith in Spurs to do something, which they won't. But do you know what it is, yeah? Spurs, you see how Arsenal all used to, used to choke near the end? Spurs, yes. for some odd reason, yeah, will play like prime Brazil at the end of the season and scrape forth. They always do Spurs, that. Kane, Kane will play like prime, yeah, yeah. prime Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. Kane will inflate his stats at the end of the season, yeah? And then you'll leave the season thinking, Kane's a calm striker, you know? <laughs> you always done that. Kane. He'll play like uh, he'll play Leicester and back four goals. He wants he wants to break the club record. That's why he doesn't want to leave. He's a bum. Fan. Oh, Honestly, 
Did I tell you about my reaction to when I saw that United were linked to Kane? I must have been studying, yeah. I saw the notification pop up on Twitter. I just put my I just put my phone down, you know. I didn't even think about it. I just put my phone down. I was just like, I have too much, I have too much things on my plate right now, fam. <laughs> that was motivation to study. 100 percent So what's, yeah. what striker do you want at United then? Any striker that's mobile, bro. I'm not gonna lie Get to you. Ozzyman. I I want Ozzyman. I want Ozzyman. I want striker. I'll go as far as say I'll take Marcus Turam over Kane. Mad, you hate Kane that much. Kane is stiff, bro. Kane is the stiffest striker in my life, and he's only twenty-eight. So no, 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 sorry, he's thirty. If you get him in the summer, he's thirty years old. Yeah. He's only getting slower, and he's always slow. He's a slightly faster Vegas. He's <laughs> a good backboard, you know them that's, them things. That's meaty, bro. I want pace. I want pace. I want aggressive. Stri- I want a striker with skin fade. Take off that what you will. <laughs> Man wants to drip back. I want Mbappe, bro. <laughs> Not in a million years, bro. Bam, pay him one million a week if you want, bro. I don't care, man. But yeah, guys, though, there's a club that we've got to talk about that is in serious turmoil. And usually on this pod, we talk about like our teams, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, or the other top teams. But we have to talk about them. Everton, right now, they have to be the worst run club in England. Like, <laughs> if I'm if I can tell you the things that have happened, now, sorry, I gotta say, if I can tell you the things that have happened, so Lampard has been sacked. Right. Um, Dan Juma was supposed to go to um, Everton. He had the medical agreed. Pat he even he's even he's even like filmed a video saying welcome to Everton. He's met the players like Calvert Lewin and that. Then suddenly he decided that okay, I'm not going to send my registration form to the FA. Spurs make a call. And he decides, I'm on my way to London now to sign for Spurs. Oh. Then, Amadou Onana and Anthony Gordon both didn't appear at training today. And Newcastle are in our negotiations for Anthony Gordon. Mm. Marcelo Bielsa has been linked with Everton, but he's having doubts about the club and their plans. Sam Allardyce has been linked to Everton now. Ah, they're, not, they're fine then. They're, they're, not, no, they're, they're, they're not fine. They're not fine. Bro, there's no, we're 2023, bro. Their CEO mm? got headlocked by the fans. <laughs> I'm not even joking. They lost oh, the literally. game. Literally. Oh, you mean metaphorically? Or if I metaphorically? I'm being dead serious. Their CEO oh, got assaulted. Yeah, yeah, physically. They're oh. their CEO. <laughs> they headlocked her, bro. Her? Huh. Huh. Yes. Hey. These Everton are finished. Everton are finished. I thought, I thought you meant metaphorically. Sir, it's out of matters. So I've been speaking bare, sorry, but to add to matters as well, um, Everton are currently in the process of building a new stadium. So can you deep that they might be playing in the championship in a new, brand new stadium? Nah, Everton, <laughs> Everton, 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 a new derby, bro. They can be finished in a couple of years. Massa, they're not going to have the funds to finish the stadium. Nah, man. Everton are going to take to Merseyside Blue, bro. Merseyside Blue at this rate. Like Lampard, that's my goat, my goat in it. I hate it had to be you, bro. I hate it. That's it all. That's your goat. He he's he's one of the greatest midfielders ever, but I hate it had to be you, bro. Do you know what it is? I think Lampard, we need to sit down, yeah. Boy to boy, we need to have a combo about, <laughs> about this management thing. I don't think it's for you, bro. I can't lie, Lampard should go to construction. <laughs> you know what it is? Let's <laughs> become a pundit, bro. Bring him back. No, 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 no. no. Bring him back to Chelsea. I think he'd be great as in the academy. 
He's great at developing talent, but this management thing is not for him, bro. You can't have 11 aside of late players running late into the box, bro. <laughs> I don't know if you man saw that video, yeah, where the Everton fans were like giving him a motivation tour and he like just finished crying, man. <laughs> like, he just looks beat, he just looks worn, like he looked like life had just taken a fat dump on his head, man. Like management is not for everyone. Like, look at Gerard. It's not for everyone, man. On a side saying, note, yeah. there's other backroom roles. On a side note, yeah, I couldn't be a manager, you know, because I I, I couldn't care what the fans think. That my paycheck. <laughs> I couldn't care less, bro. I couldn't be a manager because you told me you were playing dead. I'm like, bro, like, I'm trying my best. You know what I mean? Give me that paycheck. And then we... <laughs> the fans are throwing bottles in your head and you're telling them, okay. I have money to buy helmets, bro. It's calm. Like, management is peak, man. Like, in the beginning, you saw how Potter had all this drip and everything and nice trim. Now he looks homeless, bro. Yeah. He doesn't even try anymore. He just comes out looking haggard. That's, that's the stress, you know? <laughs> No, it's Pete, but I don't even know for Everton because honestly, like start of the season, they when Iwobi was flying, they were flying. Like everything was going okay. And then everything like he got injured and just started going downhill. And I look at the table and they're fighting relegation. They're drawing bottom of the league right now. Yeah, it's mad. Like, how? How is it? let me see how many points they have. No, but did they escape like relegation last season? So it was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. You're taking the piss, bruv. They've played 20 games and they've got 15 points. Don't piss me off. <laughs> That's your legend. <laughs> That's your legend, bro. <laughs> He's not even backing his boy no more. He's not backing his boy. That's your legend, bro. Yo. That's peak, bro. That's honestly so peak. But I'm going to lie even, to you. O- even Oli, who arrived late in the box, did better. Much better. From what I'm hearing yeah, if Everton don't take their time, they'll end up going down the route of Blackburn Rovers, bro. You know that team? Yeah. Sunderland, Bolton. In like like 10 years' time where people be like, oh, Everton, that team that's in League 2. And and we're out here in our generation right here thinking that used to be a Premier League team regular. Word. At least Blackburn won the league. It's true. I'm sorry. (laughs) This has no relevance yet. But Alan Shearer is the most bread and butter striker I've ever seen in my life, bro. (laughs) Respect him. He was once the most expensive signing ever, bro. He's ready sorted Chris, bro. (laughs) But he bangs <laughs> goals, isn't it? He bangs goals, but there was no drip to him whatsoever, bro. He's, I don't know, man. You know, I was deep in that. When you look at Everton's squad and the players they've got, there's so many players that are going to leave there. For example, guys like Albert Lewin won't stay there. Onan has been linked to Chelsea and Arsenal already. Um, it won't be. be. It won't be. has gone, obviously. He's going to Newcastle, bro. <laughs> he ain't staying there. Man, it won't not eating no more steak pie. He needs to eat jollof in yeah, some man. new place. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be used to join um, um, Agala uh, Al Hilal, bro. When, when, when Agala was like, "You don't matter how much trophies you win, you can't, you can't buy food with trophies. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy bread at the supermarket." And that is the most shameless thing I've ever heard a footballer say. <laughs> and he's so right as well. That's the thing. He was like, he was like, let me try to accent. He was like. I know you know you want to talk about trophies, you know, but you can't buy trophies, you can't buy food in the supermarket, you know. Why go for my man, bro? You're taking a <laughs> Man saying that Champions League will buy me Hervis Brett. <laughs> it won't, bro, but in a very weird way, it won't. Like, what's the name? <laughs> what's that light skinned fullback from Liverpool that's homeless now? Um, Titan Pennant or something like that. 
Liverpool Yeah, there's some, there's some Liverpool like back in the day football. I think name, is it Pennant? Oh, I, think, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's not Pennant, but I know you're talking about. Hey, you're talking about Liverpool. Fam, Abue from Arsenal was homeless at one point. Nah, but but for no, political, let's, let's not. for political reasons, I can't mention why he's homeless in there. But just all I'm saying is, you know, you know marry at home in it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that. Abue, Abue, look at himself. Abue, Abue looked at himself. He looked at himself in the mirror and said, Yeah, this woman loves me. He played himself. <laughs> so Abue is top 10 ugliest players I've ever played in the Premier League. But here's what it is. The listeners know what you're saying. Don't worry. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, as for Everton, I don't actually know what they're going to do because it's just not looking good. I was going to say, since we're talking about Lampard, which current couple of players do we think when they retire would make good managers? Because we've seen that obviously having a great playing career doesn't mean you're going to be a good manager. Especially when you're English. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Especially if you're English, because that whole, this whole pace and passion thing does not translate to management. <laughs> I think right now, I think Thiago Silva would be a good manager, you know? If it, if it helps, if it helps, talk about your own team as well. Yeah, I think Thiago Silva would be a good manager, definitely, because he just he really understands football to like a different degree. That's mad because for United, yeah, I can't think of anyone that can really scream in management, and that says a lot. We ain't got no leaders. Fuck, <laughs> we ain't got no leaders. I don't think that anyone in the United lineup right now. I'll say, yeah, I can see him as being a good manager. But when the question came to me initially. The first person that came to my head was Busquets. Oh, yeah, of course. Just genuinely. In that suit. Definitely. Yeah, I just imagine him in a suit just doing his thing as a manager. That was the first player that came to my head outright. But for United, none. Zilch. Rashford, Rashford Rocker Mohican as a manager. No, you won't get no respect. <laughs> no, Rashford, Rashford on the touchline doing the celebration. <laughs> That's what he cares about nowadays, that celebration. Now, for Arsenal, I was thinking of a few. We talked about Zinchenko earlier. I was thinking mm-hmm. Shaka as well. Shaka, easily. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Shaka, no Shaka right now. Shaka will motivate me so much here. Yeah, I'll, I'll run Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that still. <laughs> you will just shout at me. Do you know as well? I think Shaka right now, he's actually doing some coaching badges on the side. He's like coaching like Arsenal under 15s or something like that part time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it somewhere. If I can find it and verify it, that'd be good. But that's it. He's like he's doing some coaching on the side right now. So of course he killed a bag, bro. And I think El Nenny as well at some point. El Nenny. Let's calm down now. Let's calm down. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> You're best midfielder, you know. <laughs> hey, what the, no, no, let's not get ahead of ourselves now. Come that's on. That's it. El Nenny doing his coaching badges. Nah, Hear him out, you know. Hear him out. Respect the that. The only team I can see on any coaching yet is Al Nasir, bro. And that's not even no shade to Ronaldo, but like Al Nasir or something like that. Or, or Al Hilal. Or, or Al Hilal. <laughs> only them teams know, bro. He ain't coaching nowhere big. Just wait wait on us. Don't worry. Wait on us. I know we talk about players um, who make good managers, yeah. How about this, right? Who do you think in the future, when it's all said and done, some time has passed, we're going to come to appreciate more than we do currently? Um, I'd say Eden Hazard. Mm, okay, that's a shot. That's a shot. That's a shot. He gets, he gets disrespected a lot because he didn't win the Champions League of us, but Eden Hazard. 
I, I, I agree. One the greatest wingers to ever play in the Prem. Yeah. The what? He's one of the greatest wingers to ever play in the Prem. No, he is still. One of the greatest players, even, not just wingers, that. Because he's always injured at Madrid now, he gets a lot of disrespect. Like, I was dissing him doing the World Cup final, yeah, but I was going to say Di Maria. He's an all timer, man. That guy's everywhere. Definitely. Definitely. He's done his thing, man. I'm glad he's got a World Cup medal to show for it now. I was going to say Real Madrid. I'm about to ruffle from, from feathers, yeah. If I had to pick a player in the last couple seconds of the game, I would pick Di Maria over Messi. Yeah, you're doing too much, bro. I can't. I'm not Big game player. Let's relax. Let's Big relax. game player. Hey, get out of the car, man. You're not driving no more. <laughs> <laughs> what was Big that the Messi so Messi's not a big game no 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 I mean like clutch moments bro Messi has more clutch moments than Di Maria Messi's yeah. so clutch man come on Messi, even against Madrid out. too that famous Messi only clutched Messi only clutched trophy for Argentina in his 30s and he didn't make it to about, to, to about clutch okay and what did Di Maria do for the phone? huh what did Di Maria now, do? Now, nowadays, you're you're living off Ronaldo doing um chops against against Al Al Hilal and them man. Listen, I'm a Ronaldo fan, but I can't. Like, I don't even want to talk about him because he's just pissing me off, bro. Like, he's just, <laughs> nah, he, this is not how the story was meant to end, bro. I get two hundred mil a year, but it's just that you gave up, bro. You gave up. No, he's receiving elite slops in in Saudi, bro. Masi captain the first game. His presentation. To that the way he got presented to the Al-Nasir fans. Even Madrid ain't do all that. And he was in the peak of his powers then. All I'm saying <laughs> is, yeah, true, yeah. my man went there to enjoy, bro. I'm pretty sure that when I could slap the referee, yeah, the Saudi owners would look at him like, yeah, you got firm that still. And he'd be like, yeah, come, come, come. Yeah, like, <laughs> say sorry. Ronaldo is protected. No, bro, bro, it just stinks. After the interview he done, it stinks. I'm sorry. It was yeah, their yeah. thing, oh, like, I'm not going to go to MLS or like Saudi Arabia or whatever. Because I that. And then you went and did exactly that. Also, off script, yeah, off script. Do you man think, especially our media team, you know, how do you how do you almost almost draw with Riyad XI? What it was called? I said Riyad XI. PSG are our media team, you know. Uh, unless it was an exhibition tra- game anyway. We mean, yeah, it was a friendly. Ah, it was a friendly. It was a friendly. It was a friendly. It's not serious. If they bucked up in Champions League, they're losing seven one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Messi scoring at least four goals. <laughs> I say that man. Saudi Arabia touched Argentina. You can't say that. I'm trying to think of my player who's underrated. Right. Wait. What's the question again? Then, um, Kevin. So in five years' time, with when more players have come and gone, who do you think would look back on and be like, "I wish, I wish we appreciated him more." I can't lie. I know all I do is talk about Arsenal players, but low key, I feel like people are going to look at Saka in that sense. Saka, everyone, everyone, shut up, man. <laughs> no way. Hear me everyone, out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not hearing you on that, bro. He's basically the best player in the league right now. Exactly. Everyone on his dick now. No, no, no. Hear me out. Yeah. On Twitter, there's some man that are like, oh, he doesn't do enough flicks. If this, if this guy is the best right winger in the world, football's finished. They're mostly Chelsea fans, to be fair, but. Yeah, uh, I okay. I'll I'll go with another player. Let me think of one. Fan base is racist anyway. Just ignore them, bro. Hey, 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 hey! You man, you man. Live on air. Everton put up for sale. Yeah, hey, Google it, Google it, Google it. Well, it came up on a one football app, so Google it. Is it? No, this club is finished. No way, nah, bro. That's crazy. Live on air. Everton put up hey, for sale. Everton, breaking five news. Pounds, five pounds in a Snickers bar. <laughs> 
Man, I say you need to that, bro. You, man, Brighton said that Kai Sado is 100 million. Yeah. Look what Anthony did to the market. No, 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 I say there's a baller, yeah, but a hundred million. A hundred million is crazy. Just leave him, man. I'm, I'm not. We're not paying that. If we pay, I swear to God, I'll support Fulham, bro. Nah, man. Hundred million, I say there's no way. Everton, Everton's asking prices five hundred million. We need to get SFE for that still. And let's put our money in. Let's buy Everton. All I'm saying, yeah, is I won't be surprised if some Saudi, the Saudis are looking for a team in it. If they don't buy United, they could just buy Everton and make them like best team. This is okay. Okay. If, 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 let's say, let's do this as well. If we're all billionaires, yeah, and you could pick to buy a team out of Liverpool, United, and Everton, what are you buying? I'm buying Everton for a quick flip. United, obviously. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm buying United, bro. United, obviously. Why would you buy Liverpool right now? I'm so sorry. You might buy attack. Why? You man, know if we had money here, yeah, you man can't track to us. We're not the best team in football right now, but we're forever gonna be the biggest name in football. I do not care. Biggest name hype. We don't care. You're the learn. biggest name in football. Not the biggest name in football. Madrid's still bigger than you, bro. Madrid. I like it, bro. In, in, <laughs> in, you're, he's right. In Spain, <laughs> it's Madrid and Barcelona with a bunch of concubines. In England, yeah, it's the battle. <laughs> it's a battlefield, and of that battlefield. United, when you think about Premier League football, yeah, I go to uni where everyone's from North America. All you hear is United, United, United. Bro, we're big, bro. Big. Not even to buy Chelsea, bro. That's, <laughs> That's true. That's great, but Madrid's bigger than you, bro. Let them be. But so I, Kevin, I, I, Kevin. Yeah. It's very interrupt. I finally got a player that I thought of. David Silva is one that's underrated yeah, yeah, in history. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. And, that and do you know why as well? Because of like, over the years, City have had like De Bruyne taking all the lime, like De Bruyne, Aguero, yeah. them, man. People don't yeah. really talk much about what David Silva did for them and how he was so key in their success, not just for City, but also for um, also for Spain as well in right. a lot of the international right. tournaments and wins. So I'll go David Silva. I agree. I agree. Me, I want to clear, I asked a question, but I would say that um, the player I'm missing now is Ozil. Yeah, that guy has eyes in the back of his head, bro. I don't think we'll get another player who could just create like that out of nowhere. Like you think nothing's on one weird pass, and he's just gone through. Watching Odegaard makes me miss Ozil and his vision as well. Even though Odegaard's fantastic, yeah, that, that flip flat pass he done was so beautiful, man. That was crazy. You keep politics every out. game. There's always a new highlight. I feel like Ozil is the best case of why politics should be kept out of football because. Ozil, Ozil's 34, isn't he? 34, Something 35. Like he should have played in this World Cup, but for reasons that we can't really discuss too much. He declined as well, but I hear you on the political reasons as well. No, yeah, he declined, but I'm not going to lie. Thomas Muller's lacing up for Germany. Why? <laughs> Why? You hate that guy. Every... I don't hate Thomas Muller yet, but you know them old guys like you could potentially put Ronaldo in this category now, yeah? You know them old guys are like, let the young man have some shine, bro. Why are you here? This guy is making banter with um, Musiala. Bro, you need to be at bed. You need to be in bed right now. Let the young men have a shine. You know I mean, I feel like Flor- Florian Burt should have played in the position Muller played in that World Cup. If not for the injury, then yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, ideally. But nah. Anyway, man, them. Do you feel fulfilled with today's episode? Is there anything more you want to add? Yeah, I just want to say uh, up the fucking blues, man. Nah, man.
Blue is not the colour right now, bro. Your teeth mm. looking awfully turquoise. Soft. This guy, his teeth awfully turquoise. And then, man, them, it's been a lovely episode. It's been an honour shoot with you as always. It's been a BTB podcast. And sure to listen to us on Spotify and Apple Music. Apologies, Apple Podcasts. Um, and sure to follow us on the Twitter account at the BTB pod. We hope you enjoyed this segment of the of um, the episode, and we hope to put um, to be more consistent and give you more episodes going forward. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.